Hello and welcome to the Swan Song Project podcast. My name is Ben Buddy Slack and I'm the founder of the Swan Song Project. We're a charity that helps people face the end of their lives to write and record their own original songs. If you'd like to find out more about the charity, you can check out our website, which is swansongproject.co.uk. And you can also follow us on the various social media channels that are, will be linked in the description of this podcast. Um, please like and share and comment and do all that good stuff with this episode. Uh, the podcast features songwriters and we talk about one of their songs, um, we talk about how they wrote it and they share with us a songwriting tip. And we'll also talk about a song that's meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement. This episode features Brendan O'Connell and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so today I'm here with Brendan O'Connell. Thanks for joining me, Brendan. All right. Hello. Yeah, we're looking forward to talking some songwriting with you. People who have seen or heard these podcasts before, you'll know we do them in three sections. We have section one, it's one of my guest songs. We'll talk about how they wrote that. Then section two, Brendan's going to share with us a songwriting tip. It might be useful for the songwriters. And section three, we're going to talk about a song that's meaningful in some way related to bereavement. So uh, I'll ask Brendan to introduce your song for us, please. Hi, yeah, I'm uh, Brendan O'Connell, and uh, I kind of the main thing I do at the moment is playing a band called O'Connell and Love, which is with the singer out of Alabama Three and a few other people. So we write quite a lot of songs together, you know, and uh, we've just kind of got an album ready to come out. So we can't quite finish it because of, because of lockdown, you know, but uh, it'll be finished by the end of September. So whether to release it or not then, because you can't do any gigs or anything, so I don't know, so we'll have to see, you know. Yeah, some decisions to be made. Yeah. Yeah, um, and the song you've chosen from us is from the upcoming album, is it? Yeah, it is, yeah, it's called uh, Jet Plane. Last night as I went walking Out to the spot where the old ghosts meet I thought I saw her With the flame red hair Proud and fair The bell of Claire But when I turned to look She was gone and with a heavy heart I, I walked on and on the graveyard, past the fountain and over the old bridge, out to Magdic Bar, where we met that day, the day I thought the world had turned my way, I was riding high, the talk of the town, but what goes up has got to come down, and with my dream she went flying in a silver jet plane. So keen on drinking Got no time for thinking Don't want to relive that Tuesday night When you kicked off like dynamite In that dead-end bar Behind the jail, a happy house Another shot away And with my dream she went flying In a silver jet plane 
Dogs are barking, the wind is whistling through the yew tree. That church bell's ringing, I swear they're singing. There's nothing here for you now. Time to move on. Silver jet plane, isn't it? Silver jet plane, that's Silver it. jet plane, I was just thinking of uh, <laughs> leaving on a jet plane, that one. <laughs> that's a good song as well, I like that. Great song as well, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Silver Jet Plane, so that's uh, co-written by yourself and Larry Love? Yeah, that's one of the ones that I make, normally what we do is, or very often what we do is, I kind of write the melodies and the chords, and I kind of insist maybe a few a chorus of lyrics and maybe a bit of an idea for the verse. Uh, and then he sort of goes to town on the lyrics, you know. But uh, this one is a bit more of my song, really, you know, where a lot of the lyrics as well, although he did help, he did write a few of the lyrics. I think I originally had it as a ship sailing away yeah. instead of uh, a plane, which I thought when he said about the plane, it was better, a bit more modern, you know. Uh, mm. So that kind of worked, yeah. So, and it's basically just, a, just one of the sort of light-hearted ones off the album. It's a bit of a story, you know, I remember somebody when I was in Ireland, out in the west of Ireland, and you're telling me about uh, lots of lads who own farms, whose parents own farms, end up running the farms, and they're kind of tied to the land. But the, uh, all the girls leave town and go to England or America or Dublin or whatever, you know. So it's a kind of sad song about maybe somebody's met up with somebody in the, uh, in the summer, because often you get tourists coming over from the summer, then they're stuck there in the winter, and this person's disappeared on, gone back to wherever they came from on a jet plane, you know, it's that. That kind of thing, you know. Ah, so do you have it? Um, do you have that kind of story idea in mind when you started it, 
Um, well, the reason, I think that, no, I think that's because it's a kind of bit of an Irishy sort of, sort of like an Irish melody. I kind of thought, just kept thinking about Ireland. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and it just wanted to sound a bit like an Irish song with it. So that's why originally it was about a ship sailing away because, you know, your thought of Irish songs are about leaving Ireland and uh, off in a boat and never coming back, you know. We kind of swapped it around, you know. It's just, so I suppose it's the kind of melody suggesting the the uh, the lyrics a bit there, you know. Mm. Uh, is that is that a way you work often? Do you uh, come up with a melody without an, an idea of what the song's going to be about, and then use the melody? Yeah, I normally come up, come up with the melodies first. You know, really, I find writing lyrics for first it's quite hard. It's hard. It seems like the hard work bit to me. You know, to mm. really get it. It's all right coming up with a few ideas, but to get it all finished and making sense and and uh, a few nice rhymes in it, it's, it's a lot of work. I prefer writing on the melodies, you know, thinking up a really good melody and try and get uh, Larry or Rob, whatever we call him, to sort of, uh, if I'm writing with him, to stick to that melody and sort of stop the words and keep, but keep the melody, you know. So, mm. These discuss potential themes when you, do, when you do that, like, and is there anything what drives your... Um, when you're writing melodies, is there like are you normally aiming for anything particular, or do you just do you have a process of how you go about creating them? Well, I think it's a bit. Of, I always think of it as being a bit like uh, being a filter, you know, thinking of melodies. Because if, if you give somebody some guitar chords, say for example, and they're a lead guitarist and they improvise, uh, they'll come out with millions of beautiful phrases and all sort. But but there's too much of it, you know. And mm. so I think like a good way to think about it is like. You know, you're just picking those, finding those nice bits and making them, you know, which are often the melodies are fairly simple compared to a sort of guitar solo or something. So it's kind of, you feel like they're in the chord somewhere, it's finding those melodies, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't wake up with like Paul McCartney does or something with a melody <laughs> in my head, you know, I have to sort of get the guitar and search for it. But, you know, it's a good way of doing it. Yeah. I've always noticed that. They sort of hit you most unexpectedly. If I, if I ever try and sit down and think, all right, I'm going to write a tune now, never seems to work. But uh, like I was doing a lot of building work recently and I had the guitar, a guitar there all covered in dust. And that seems to be great because you just pick that up when you're walking, back, just catches your eye when you walk past it. And that seemed to work for lots and lots of tunes, you know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah Some... You find them somehow, I don't really know how, you know. It's yeah. a funny thing that isn't it? Sometimes you've got it's almost like you've got to trick your mind into Yeah, like, you got, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean I find one sometimes way sometimes a good way, sometimes if you haven't got an idea any ideas at the time, is to kind of think about a song that you like, but don't try and work out the chords and just mm. kind of and it never seems to come out anything like the song at all, but it kind of sometimes gets an idea going for some chords and some melodies, you know, and uh, so but, but yeah. And I obviously record any idea I come up with um, and record it on the phone, you know. Another thing I find that's really good is if you, you know, you often come out with a tune one night and you think that's really good and you record it. And you wake up in the morning, you can't really remember what it was. So I find a good thing to do is before you actually listen to it, try and remember it because you can always remember some of the chords or some bit of the melody or some bit of the rhythm. And often you come out with the same song, but just slightly more, slightly different. And sometimes if you do, can be quite interesting, slightly different, you know, gives you mm. that. that might be better than the original version. Yeah, it's a good way of finding a bit of melody, you know. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I've never, I've always been a, a lyrics first guy. Yeah. And um, I'm always, I'm kind of the opposite in a way. I, I find writing lyrics a lot easier. 
kind of find yeah. right melodies and um yeah, but, yeah. but I'm, I'm trying to kind of like make myself do it that way more and try and write you know and then I, I, I like the, I like the idea of having to write my lyrics to to the melody rather than vice versa because what will happen to me is I'll get very lazy with melodies because I've been I've been focusing more on sticking to the lyrics yeah so, so I wouldn't be as consistent with the melodies I would be if I'd written it out first yeah well, I find with Larry I'm quite if he's so around this I'm quite insistent that he sticks mm. to the melody you know because the melody can disappear then it starts to be something else so, but sometimes yeah. I do uh do it from lyrics actually start from lyrics and it seems to I wouldn't say there was one way if one way is better than the other it's just kind of different but for me it's easier to go yeah. over melodies and that's, yeah yeah. And people seem to have their natural things, what they, but they're easier to us. And that's one of the beautiful things about collaboration, isn't it? I mean, you get people who are, um, yeah, I, I think it's, easier. yeah. And it's also a lot easier, I think, to collaborate because if you do, if you're doing it on your own, it kind of can be, especially if it's melody and lyrics and your voice and everything, it gets a bit, can be for me, just a bit too much about me. And you almost, yeah. sometimes it feels a bit, you might even be a bit embarrassed about it. It gets too personal or whatever. Uh, but when somebody else joins in, it takes it away and you forget that it's about you. It might be about you and some of the ideas might be about you. And then and then when you add somebody else's drums and somebody else's bass and stuff, it gets further and further away. And I kind of like that because then it just doesn't feel like this little thing you had at the beginning, you know? Yeah, yeah. I find Maybe. that outside yeah. perspective is really useful as well. When, when you're doing it all yourself like that, you can just lose. I, I can just feel like I can just lose, lose any kind of judgment on... Yeah, what it is anymore. <laughs> once you've been around it a million times changing it then it, changing it back to what it was and yeah yeah uh, i mean you do do a lot of that anyway just keep working at it you know sometimes i find if i've got a great verse but the chorus you know is uh is uh not not working so you just have to keep forget about it for a day or two and then have a go and see what comes up a different melody or something you know i often find that you know yeah yeah and um, how is this? So this is the second album, the O'Connor Love stuff. Yeah, it kind of be the third one because we, we d he had a solo album that was called Robert Love. Okay. Uh, which was confusing because nobody knew who he was, <laughs> you know, because he calls himself Larry Love on stage. But we kind of co-wrote that along with a guy okay. called Clifford Slapper, a piano player. It was really good, you know, so the three of us wrote those songs on that. But yeah, this is this will be the third album of uh, O'Connor Love, yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to getting it out, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, and hopefully get to do some touring as well. That'd be uh, great to come and see you. So. Get the what, sorry? Great if you can do some touring as well, if things are getting yeah, I mean, towards that, that. Yeah, I mean, that's, don't suppose there'll be any of that till next year, really, will there? If, if, yeah. if no idea, really. But, uh, yeah. Has uh, you, um, your process changed at all over the albums in the way you write together? And have you done, you've done collaborations in the past with different people as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I've been in other bands. So it's kind of normally me writing with somebody else. Yeah, that's mm. the way I don't like it, you know. Uh, no, I've not really changed that much. Kind of stuck to the same way of doing it. Found a few more tricks, I suppose, that make it a bit easier to to finish something, you know. I think mm. they, the, the kind of more you do, the, the easier it gets in some ways, you know. But it is still, I do think it's like kind of... Uh, 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration, like they say, you know, it's it's easy to come up with a good idea, but it's kind of actually finishing it and, you know, making it really work, I think. But yeah. It's work, you know, it's quite hard work. I don't know if, I don't know if it's like that for everybody. Some people are just, just come straight to them, I don't know, but I still imagine they have to put a lot of work in it, really, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because even, 
great artists often do terrible albums, you know, so I don't know were they out of inspiration or what was going on there, I don't know. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just read, um, read Leonard Cohen's biography recently and he yeah. was just like, his, he was the way, he, you know, the amount of time he put into every song was just crazy. Um, yeah, I used that, to, yeah. That amount of dedication, yeah. just write like, you know, 60 verses for a song and throw away 55 of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it is sometimes when you, I've noticed when you're writing lyrics, you forget how short a song actually normally is. Mm. So often you've got a bit of a story, but it's very hard to sort of get it into the, into the song without compressing it so much. It's not really a story anymore. You know, I don't, I don't know how people must be really good at editing something to keep that a short story in a song. It's yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the good things when you do, like, like what I was saying, Cohen does way, just writing, oh, you're making yourself write the verse again. It's yeah. like, I always think of it as like it's refining it, and then all of a sudden you can get you can get the same impact, but with a lot less words. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I do find, find I try to put too many words in, too many ands and verse, and mm. start getting towards the end, you can start going through that, getting rid of loads of it, and it still works, you know. Yeah. It actually works better, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's quite nice having um, having that bit, a bit of ambiguity as well, isn't there, in songs, and people can, you yeah, make their own meaning from them and yeah I, I like them if it's too uh straight and literal it's just you've kind of heard it once you don't need to listen to it anymore sort of thing or you know but if it's kind of yeah very ambiguous you can get you can sort of apply it to anything in the kind of way that's going on in your life some ways and it often yeah. makes more sense then you know yeah yeah definitely Good stuff. Um, well, yeah, let's move into section two now, shall we? This is where I ask, ask my guests to share with us a, a songwriting tip. So we've talked on quite a lot of tips there. Uh, yeah. the first I've anyway, given but... them all away already. I'll just have to have a look what I, put, what I wrote down now. Uh, yeah. Um, I've kind of given it away already, but, you know, I'd say, uh, you know, that idea of recording for, particularly for melodies, like I said before, of recording the uh, recording the melody, then then next day trying to play it before you've listened to it, you can do that two or three times. You know, uh, that that really helps with me. Or or just tricks like if your chorus is not working, you kind of can do things like just try it with twice as many, twice as much, uh, twice as many bars on the chords in the chorus and it might suddenly change it or half the amount of bars so it's going through the chord sequence quicker there's suddenly a, a thing that can suddenly make it interesting you know be prepared to suddenly prepared to change it you know makes make it sound more interesting yeah uh, what else was going to say uh, i forgot what i was going to say now uh, yeah that's really good i think that's a good one of um I, i'm terribly lazy for, for recording stuff you know i always kind of I always kind of think, yeah, when we've got an idea, get it recorded. But I'm always around people that's like, ah, oh, be all right, I'll remember it. It's often for yeah. me, it's like in bed at night, where, you know, like I'll be trying to get to sleep and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that, that might be a nice tune, that might be a nice bit of lyric. I'm like, should, should get up and write this down and record it. Yeah, you kind of got to, because I, I never, I never remember, never remember the next day. You know? I'll yeah. have a vague idea of what it was, but I won't know, because there's, there's kind of three things. There's the rhythm, the melody, and the chords. You get one of them wrong and it's, it's a different thing, you know, so it's... Uh, mm. When I find little tricks like uh, things like if you stuck for a chorus or something, I often find if you try not to change the chorus too much, it's always a temptation to go to a, a new chord when the chorus comes in. But I often yeah. think it sounds really good if you, you you go back to the first chord of the verse or stay on the last chord of the verse. I've often noticed it's to really 
So you're just kind of giving giving yourself a kind of idea without having to think too much, and you can try that, and it 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 just brings ideas forward. You know, mm. it's good. Do you um do you follow through with with like every idea you get? Do you complete it, or do you like is there something where like sometimes you'll get an idea and require and go back to anything, and like do you have a process for this? There's something here that needs to work on it, or do you ever have like I don't think this idea is good. I want to leave that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I come up with millions of ideas, so I've kind of got thousands of ideas on my phone. I try and label them in some way that often you might come out with an idea for the verse and then a few days later come out with an idea for the chorus. So I kind of try and label them so then you can put them all in the same sort of box and you know they're part of the same song. It's mm. one thing I try and do, yeah. Yeah, sounds like a good way of doing it. I was having those... Uh... I, I really like the, you know, the image of being like like a car repair shop, like uh, you know, like, and just having bits lying around. It's good. Yeah, it's a really good thing. Yeah, because you, you can you can just sort of join them together, and it is really handy. You've got a lot of spares over there and a spares over here, and you're somehow you're gonna yeah you somehow knock it together. But then, but saying that, I have had songs. I used to be in a band called Sharp years and years ago. And there's a song of theirs I particularly love. It's got a really good riff, and I always loved that riff in the verse. But I always hated the chorus. And it's 25, 30 years later, I still every now and again have a go and I can't think of one for this particular song. So sometimes they just, you know, yeah. we'll have a go again, but you know, it's, uh, can't seem to find the right bit for that one. But generally you seem to be able to eventually, if you keep looking, it's there somewhere in, like you said, in the store somewhere, you know. It's funny that I have the same thing sometimes where there's a, you know, a bit of a song that I like, really like. And sometimes I put too much pressure on myself with it, but being like, because I really like this chorus or this part, um, then I just I can't write anything else that I, that I feel is up to it. Yeah. Um, but I like that as well. Like, you know, like even that you, know, you used it in a song years ago. But then there's, yeah, there's no reason you can't keep revisiting it. And uh, yeah, or, or a little bit, a tiny bit of melody or a, a riff and on the guitar that you had in a song years ago. You might put it as a bit of melody in a song. Yeah. So it's all. So you're always going back to all the stuff. And um, often I find, without thinking, I'm kind of writing the same song. Might think it's a different song, but basically the same melody and might have playing in a different key, different chords, slightly different intervals. And you think really that's the same tune there. And mm. you, when you go back and listen through the tapes, then it kind of suddenly slots all together. That accidental thing is really good as well. You know? Yeah. How much, um, how much is it in your mind? Like if you're yeah, like writing for, for Larry to sing or like writing songs for yourself to sing or someone else, to, how much does that affect your melody writing or do you, yeah, it definitely does affect it if, you know, if somebody says, like somebody said to me, I don't really write many songs for other people, but somebody like some uh, guy called Steve Finney, who was, was in the Alabama 3 as well, was making a film about Tony Blair, and he said, I wouldn't mind a song in it, and you want to have a go at writing a song about Tony, you know, he's kind of criticising Tony Blair, you know, and uh, that was really interesting because uh, I'd never write a song about Tony Blair normally, you know. <laughs> But, uh, and it came out really good, you know, it kind of worked because I really had to think about it and just to, you know, if somebody asks you to do something you wouldn't normally do, it kind of, that brings up a load of ideas as well, you know. Mm. I'm hopefully going to be doing some music for a film soon. Uh, and that would be good as well because we'll come up with lots of ideas, lots of them you won't, we won't use, but there could be bits of ideas for songs, you know. Mm. I mean, I, th I think songs are a lot of work. It's hard to finish us write a song, get all the lyrics right, finish the song, record it, make the whole song sound really good from start to finish. It's a, it's a kind of a lot of work, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Brilliant. Um, yeah, well, good luck with the uh, the film stuff. Um, I, yeah, I'd be interested to hear you, Tony Blair. So I, I, I always think of that with songwriting, where there's you know, the two elements of inspiration and craftsmanship. And, and it's a bit like what happens with the Swan Song Project where I do, where it's, and it's I imagine, similar with some of the, the things you've just mentioned, where the, the inspiration's taken care of. You know, someone's given you, this is the idea, yeah. this is what you've got writing about. You've just got to then craft it as a songwriter. Yeah, and, and it makes you kind of look in different places where you wouldn't normally look. Yeah, I'll send it to you. You can hear it. It's, it worked out quite well. Yeah. They ended up uh, just getting it. I didn't sing it. They had a, uh, a girl playing piano and just a, had a very kind of childish voice sang. She sang over it, which sounded really good because the imagery was quite sort of a bit violent and sort of because it was talking about the Iraq War. It was about that was what this film was about, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to hear it. Okay. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, let's move into section three now, shows. This is where I ask my guests to share with us a song that's meaningful to them, way in some way related to bereavement. Um, oh, okay. What I do here is I'll put the link for the song in the description. So if you're listening to this podcast and uh, you're not familiar with the song, you can check it out and come back and we'll have a little bit of a chat about it. So uh, what song did you choose for us, Brendan? I chose that Fairport Convention song, uh, Where Does Where Does All the Time Go, I think it's called. Mm. Which was really nice because I hadn't heard that till about, I don't know how I'd never heard it, but it's one of the, you know, when you, it's a brilliant song you've never heard. And I heard it about eight years ago and I absolutely love the song because it's, not really about bereavement, it's about kind of time passing and everything, the seasons go, the birds fly away and everything, everything eventually changes and everything does pass, you know. It, it's kind of wistful and a bit sad, but not tragic, you know. Mm. So it kind of, uh, that kind of song, I think you can, can kind of help you come to terms with things, the way things change and you just feel part of some big thing that changes. So I think, you know, they, she, I think Sandy Denny actually wrote it, you know. Mm-hmm. She did a brilliant job of it, you know, and her, and her voice as well, you know, it's like something else. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's a beautiful song about the way our lives move on and we go through them, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It feels like it's one of them where it just feels like such a perfect max of her voice, the lyrics and just, you know, the melody and everything just works so perfectly to deliver that. You know, yeah, you know, yeah it's, it's, it just all fits together so well, doesn't it? Yeah, it's one of those songs you can't imagine anybody not liking. Mm. Or, or maybe some people don't like it, but I just imagine almost anybody would would love that song. You know, perfect song, I suppose, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah and the music in it, Fairport Convention as well. That's a good thing I'm looking forward to. I've never really got around to listening to her solo albums. You know, she did a few mm. solo albums, didn't she? So uh, apparently there's a lot of brilliant songs on them. So after this today, I might give them a listen. You know? Nice, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah, that song's always quite special for me in terms of one of the first people I worked with on the Swan Song Project. Um, it's a man who was yeah with terminal illness, and we were writing this song, and it was all about his relationship with his wife, and that yeah. was, that was one of the kind of reference songs in a way that, um, and he, he used that line in the song. Um, so that was one of the songs. So he used the "We Words all the time." Go. So that was the song was kind of reflecting on his marriage um, over how many years it was, and. So that was, and that was, and that was where I first kind of, it was when, I think it was a song, sometimes the songs that you know of, but you don't know well, like I've, I've heard it in a TV show or something yeah. like that. And, um, but that was where I first kind of, yeah, I listened to it properly for the first time then. And it always remember, yeah. reminds me of that, writing yeah. a song with that guy. Yeah. How much yeah. I think I first heard that song in a pub one day and I just heard it and said to somebody, what's this? And I said, oh, you know, you never heard, you must've heard this before they were saying, <laughs> never heard it, you know, but uh, yeah. Fantastic song. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, great stuff. Well, uh, yeah, thanks a lot for your time, Brendan. I appreciate okay. it. And 
and uh, I look forward to the the new album. Yeah, I'll uh, let you know when it comes out. Probably, yeah. probably before the end of the year, I think. But maybe next year. Now, don't know. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see, it's, it's so unknown at the minute, isn't it? What's what's the best for these kind of things? Yeah, but... yeah. yeah. There's no hurry. Yeah. It feels like there's no hurry at the moment, so yeah. things are a bit on hold. So yeah. yeah, I look forward to hearing it and hopefully seeing you uh, on the road next time. You uh, okay? This way. Well, where are you based? Where? I'm in Leeds, Yorkshire. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Northern accent. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, thanks a lot for your time, Brendan. Uh, appreciate okay. it. And I'll tag the O'Connell and Love pages and everything in here so um, people can yeah. check it out. Share it and stuff. Yeah. Website. Okay. Thanks, brilliant. Uh, and thanks for tuning in, everyone. I'll be back with another episode soon.